0: Joan Jett once said it was a social thing what women were allowed to do. At a very young age, I decided I was not gonna follow women's rules. And Joan Jett didn't follow social rules, nor did Susie Quattro, Patti Smith, Kathleen Hanna, The Go-Go's, and hundreds of other ass-kicking, cord-smashing, gender-bending, glass-ceiling-breaking female rockers. In this set, The Bonsai Boys, Jay and Travis, explore questions such as, what ingredients do ladies add to rock and roll? What unique challenges did they face? And what makes them so damn cool? Welcome to the Ladies of Rock Set. So Jay, if I had to go back um, and tell myself one thing as a child, one thing, Just one thing. Um, It would be that female lead singers don't suck. Hmm. And I would tell myself this, Jay, because as a kid, I I had a gripe against female lead singers. Really? Yeah. I just didn't. I mean, of course there are exceptions, but I wasn't buying music where there is a female front woman.
1: Huh. Yeah, that's interesting. I wonder where that came from. Yeah, I wonder where that stems from.
0: Uh, uh, I would Back say sh- chauvinism. Chauvinism.
1: <laughs> yeah, but that almost has to be like learned. You know, I don't think we like that's like comes with a, with our standard programming. You know, I think that that like somehow has to be brought into the mix.
0: Oh, uh, that's interesting. So
1: I wonder where that came <laughs> from. <laughs> well, I, I say that because. I thought
0: it was a common thing like I don't remember my friends and I talking about bands with with female lead singers we weren't like you know you know like no doubt came on we weren't like ooh, Gwen Stefani or or things like that except for other than the fact to be like she's hot you know or like (laughs) Mazzy star or something like that Um, and I, I just thought that's just the way guys were. Like guys listen to guy bands and girls listen to girl bands. Now this Chicks
1: didn't listen to chick bands.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's like chick rock. It's chick band. Uh, now this didn't last into my adulthood, but uh-huh. it is something I look back now. and I'm like, why wasn't I listening to like, you know, Blondie, you know, and uh, and any of these bands that we're going to go through today on today's playlist? And I was thinking about it, and then I, I thought about it. I'm like, you know what? Who you know who probably didn't have this problem is Jay. In fact, I would say, Jay, you might be the exact opposite. I would say that maybe if you look through your record collection, you might have more um, uh, female-centric bands, meaning that like the, the, the lead singer is the front, is a female.
1: Uh, well, okay, so I don't know about that, just because... I'm putting that on you, Jay. Jay, enough. I'm putting
0: it on you. You accept it.
1: <laughs> just I think statistically, it's not... You're the, the show's style. feminist.
0: You accept that role.
1: <laughs> I'm starting fourth-wave feminism okay. today, right here. Um, it's very, like it's very I grew
0: unfeminist up... of you to think that you could start fourth-wave feminism, Jay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'll get someone, too. I don't know. Maybe I'll be... Uh, but I, I grew up with MTV and and in the 80s, so with with every cars and devo video there was a pat benatar and a madonna video you know it's like so it was all just kind of at the same time i don't know i just never really thought of it um like that but i did notice that you know uh when i started listening to punk music uh you know i did kind of was like how come there are any girl punk singers (laughs) yeah you know uh it's like out of all the like the british bands you know it's like you know or even the 70s band you know we got handfuls compared to all the dude you know so i did notice that but i don't know i just never growing up it just never um but then again i never had any friends to tell me otherwise right right you know, right they, i just i just grew up and it was like it was all there i
0: know? think it's the genre you listen to as well like you said like if i was listening to a lot of you're like, oh, that's yeah. that's cute. I'm ashamed of it, Jay. I'm ashamed of it.
1: You know what, dude? There's nothing to be ashamed of because you, you learned from it. I learned from it. You, you you took that problem, you know, you plucked it from the tree and examined it, and and, and you you discarded it as as yesterday's refuse. You know.
0: You know, you know what um, made me change my mind? What really made me see the light?
1: What's
0: that? Uh, in around 2000. A little movie came out. It just rocked my world and and changed the way I look at female uh, rock musicians. And the name of that movie was Josie and the Pussycats. Mm. Welcome to the Pop Bonsai Podcast. Bonsai! jay welcome to the fourth episode of our ladies of rock set and look what i'm sporting today jay
1: i saw that right like five seconds before you said something i saw that i'm like oh, he's already wearing a pop bonsai t-shirt pop available bonsai at T. big cartel
0: <laughs> <laughs> i make them in my basement
1: mm, uh, yeah lead forward records
0: exactly only female <laughs> rock records <laughs> Lisa Loeb records. Yeah, so <laughs> it's been, uh, it's been. We have been. Jay and I uh, have been journeying down. Oh, the annals of female rock. Uh, this set we we've done. We, I mean, we we watched a, 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 a dare I say a plethora. And I will dare I I, I dare I do I dare, dare. You. I do dare. You dare I will say it. We watched a plethora. Of, oh, now you really did it. <laughs> Um, we watched a plethora of Lady Rock Docs on Susie Quattro, on, uh, 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 Joan Jett, on, uh, uh, Go uh, uh Go-Go's, uh, 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 Jay, help me out. Kathleen Hanna. Kathleen Hanna. We watched the 1982 uh-huh. film, Ladies and Gentlemen, The Fabulous Stein, starring Diane Lane, and we also listened and broke down Patti Smith's seminal work album, Horses Horses, 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 all in a quest to better understand, to celebrate, to dive into rock and roll's Y chromosome. Yeah why because we got to
1: it's there yeah just just like they said why did you climb everest because it was there because it was there
0: man Mm -hmm. um and so today uh we've been doing this for our this is kind of our been our new structure is uh the fourth or fifth episode of a theme set what we do is we take what we've learned we've take what we've explored and we put it into music, man. We pick uh, songs that, that correspond to the things we viewed or read uh, or listened to. And we stir them in a pot and we create a pop bonsai playlist which is available for all of you to listen to on spotify just search pop bonsai and you can see all our playlists along with all our podcast episodes or you can go to youtube and type in pop bonsai uh playlist and a number of playlists that that jay has compiled and put up there will pop up including christmas playlists halloween playlist um gamer playlist uh uh, hotel
1: playlist playlist galore the gamers playlist actually has the most views. Oh, does it? These yeah. gamers,
0: they're crafty. They got, they got nothing but time, my man. They can <laughs> multitask. They can play Halo and listen to our playlist. Very
1: I hope cool. they're not disappointed.
0: Ah, they're, li- they're listening to it. They're not disappointed. We must have nailed that gamer playlist, which was maybe <laughs> one of the more difficult playlists to make. But I say that during every playlist. How was this playlist for you, Jay? It was a I metric. Because I, I had to approach it a couple of times. Uh, in different ways before I just kind of zeroed in. And I just tried to limit my criteria. Uh, and that kind of took a lot of stuff that I was working on off the board.
1: Well, yeah, I, I kind of tried to do like a, a somewhat of a timeline, you know, uh, of women and uh, of women of like trailblazing women of rock of that era, you know, like fifties, sixties, seventies, eighties, you know, nineties, you know, kind of each decade, and then try to, and then out of that, picked my favorites.
0: Right, right from there. Yeah, yeah. I found I did that too. I, I kind of I wanted to make sure that there was a good kind of range of female rock, which got a little hard at sometimes. Um, and but also, I, I I really wanted to make sure that. It was rock. You know, there's a lot of female Mm -hmm. artists that I like, but I'm like, oh, this is leaning a little bit too much into pop, uh, which a lot of great female musicians will do is they'll they have one foot in that kind of rock and roll world. And then they have Mm -hmm. one foot in the pop world, which I think is becoming more and more common. uh, But that was some that that eliminated some of the things that I had on there that was making it hard to choose. Like, oh, I really want to talk about this song, but I got to get rid of it because it's not rock, baby. And we got to do Joan Jett and Susie Quattro and all those ladies proud by uh by doing the playlist here. So let's go ahead and jump it, yeah. jump into it, Jay. Okay, all right, I'm gonna hit it here. With uh, uh, Jay starting us off today with one of his picks here. So I'm going to play a little something, something of that. Yo, I'm going? Okay. quit you, babe. I ain't let come back to me. I said, wow.
1: no, no, okay. no, no, it play no, 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 Okay, all
0: right. So. I'll let it yeah, play you a go, bit. go,
1: you got it. Okay, so uh, my first pick is um, a song called Just Like a Dog, uh, Barking Up the Wrong Tree by uh, Big Mama Thornton. And Big Mama Thornton, uh, I have to admit, is not really in my radar. However, I was reminded about how awesome Big Mama Thornton is because I was showing uh, my daughter uh, the history of rock and roll. I bought it on DVD because and I know a lot of people think it sucks. And it's wait, wait, biased, I don't know. But... What do
0: you mean, the history of rock and roll? I don't know. Is this a doc?
1: Yeah, it's like a, it's like a documentary. I saw like when I was a kid. Um, it was like the early '90s, and it was on PBS, and that's how I kind of learned about a lot of this stuff that I didn't know about, especially like the way early stuff. Um, and I was showing this to her. And there's a, a a part about Big Mama Thornton came out, and her version of Hound Dog, which was uh, it was a, a a pretty popular song, and it predates Elvis Presley's, and Elvis Presley took it, Elvis and, Presley, <laughs> and, ch- and changed the lyrics, and of course it was monstrous for him, but she was really awesome, and. Um, I really like this song too. she was primarily like a rhythm and blues singer. And, um, she didn't write Hound Dog. A couple of other dudes did, but, uh, man, she, she sang the hell out of the songs that she did do.
0: Yeah. She's a really important figure because I think this was, even now we think of, uh, rock stars as somewhat, uh, corporate developed right it's really easy for a company to get their hands on it and and oftentimes some of the the greater talents are left behind because they don't fit the image uh, of a, a commercial image of this and you 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 saw this so much with the early uh, rhythm and blues singers and 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 uh or just blues singers in general both male and female but especially female uh and so i mean you look you take someone like lena horn and then they'll, mm. you know, they try to uh, make them more mainstream with their look, make them whiter or, or things like that. And here you have uh, uh, Mama Thornton just just belting it out, just belting it out. And she has this such gravitas, you know, mm. before Attitude was really a thing that sold records, you know. Uh, I mean, so much of the the rock and roll, like you said, Elvis Presley of the uh 50s especially uh, that whole sense of oh this music has an attitude behind it it's all coming from these like delta blues singers or these chicago yeah. blues singers like Howlin' Wolf and stuff like that who would just get up there and just sweat on stage just just sweating up there and just belting it out
1: yeah and, and you know they showed some of the live footage of Big Mama Thornton and it's like the thing I liked so much about th- those early rock and rollers um is that their energy was coming from such a pure place, you know, like they didn't have anybody really to to mimic you know now you start a rock band, you got decades of of angry dudes to 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 kind of mimic their style right. their voice their the energy, their presence. She didn't really have that. Well, you think, like,
0: we think about Joan Jett, like, she talks about, like, she was being Susie Quattro for a while, you know, as far as the style and the stage presence. I mean, so much of of what we, the women that we've been listening to and and looking into over these past episodes, they have had someone coming before them. Uh, Mm -hmm. And uh, Big Mama Thornton, I mean, she had certainly musicians coming before her, uh, but it just seemed like she's, she wasn't putting on errors or mimicking as you said she was just trying to be as big as possible no pun intended you know with that one and just just came out you know
1: yeah yeah
0: that goes nicely into to mine who is also kind of a, a bombastic performer here let me give you a little taste of this Okay, so uh uh but I for me some some genres like are easy to separate from rock and roll. I can't separate. Rock. I just consider rockabilly rock and roll. You know, yeah. it's it's so in the in the roots. The way I consider consider like a lot of that blues stuff just rock and roll just repackage. And I love Wanda Jackson. There's a lot of rockabilly singers that I really like and there's a lot of really good female rockabilly singers. I almost think that uh rockabilly I might enjoy the vocals more on rockabilly when they are sung like by Brenda Lee or Wanda Jackson uh those female singers they just have uh, well you hear it in that song Fujiyama Mamo it goes um just such range in there and they'll bring it up to a register where it only be- it almost becomes like punk rock like that raspy ah! they're mm. they're taking it to mm. the edge of their vocal range uh and she has this You know, Wanda Jackson is really able to go back and forth between rockabilly and country uh, and things like that. But I really love her rockabilly stuff when she takes her voice to the end of that range. And it almost feels like what we saw, what we see later, what we're going to see later in our playlist from some of our uh, uh, bands on here where they're taking it to the past their register and and it's... But she keeps them in there, so it's not misfiring. And she also has these great uh, phrasings, too, where she'll kind of loop stuff like, hoo, G-a-ma-yama, hoo, G-a-ma-yama, which I really love. It's like playful, yet still rock and roll. You know, Wanda Jackson is still alive. She's in her 80s. And she's had a couple of revivals where she'd come out and do some music videos with people and stuff like that. Uh, I'm surprised that her revivals haven't been bigger. I think when... Uh, Rick Rubin and the whole Johnny Cash thing came out. I think they tried to pull back up. I think Juana Jackson was one of those where they tried to kind of bring her back into the limelight. Uh, but I just think that she's so cool and her her, her her songs are so fun and and like just bright, you know that that I I really love uh, her sound on this. Uh, this song in particular, obviously there are, you know, probably more well-known ones like, let's have a party, Woo, let's yeah. have a party. But I love this one, one, because I don't think it flies anymore. I don't think this, the <laughs> lyrics on this one flies anymore. So the, the song starts off with, I've been to Nagasaki, Hiroshima too. the things I did did to them, baby, I can do to you. I'm like, no. <laughs> I don't know if, <laughs> there, <Wanda. laughs> yeah, but I, you know, I love a good smoking lyric, Jay, just like I love a good smoking panel in comics. Uh, and uh, one of my favorite lines in this song, um, let me pull up here, is when she says, I, I drank a quarter of sake, smoked on a pipe, I chased it with tabacchi and then shoot out the lights. I love it. <laughs> Anyone who throws the word tabacchi, to ba- rhymes <laughs> tobacco with is is okay in my book.
1: That's funny. Yeah. But yeah, that that line stood out to me too. Um I think didn't Jack White produce one of her, yes. her record or a mm-hmm. single or something, huh? Yeah,
0: they did something with her at 6th Man. Is the 6th Man third man? Third man. Third, third man. man. Third man uh uh who's on Sixth. Um third man studios. <laughs> yeah, I know that she was doing stuff. I think I think they worked together a couple of times. A perfect, yeah, com- a perfect combination too. A perfect- I
1: know, and, and you'd think it would have been bigger. Like uh, his his work he did with uh, Loretta Lynn, that album Van Lear Rose. Um, I think it was either him or the record itself was nominated for a Grammy. Yeah, and it's just it's too bad that this wasn't. Any well, favorite? Wanda
0: Jackson made it into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, so that's that's a feather in her cap there. So at least they oh, recognize at least they recognize that.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: All right, going to Jay's next pick. Like it's a little something something here. When
1: we break up from a okay, so. I hope I play, play enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so the, the song that I pick next is by a group called The Ronettes. And um, the song is um, best part of Breaking Up or Breaking Up. And it's on their de- debut album um, called uh, Presenting the Fabulous Ronettes. That, uh, Ladies and 19- gentlemen, before. the Fabulous
0: Ronettes. <laughs>
1: And I There's something about Phil Spector sound the, the quote unquote Wall of sound mm-hmm. That like 20 million other Hosers I'm a huge sucker for mm-hmm, Me too And I love the Ronettes I think the Ronettes are are In my opinion I like them better than the Supremes Better than the Shangri-Las better than I see I put them the in with the Shangri-Las
0: That's a little bit of a, a Shangri-Las The Crystals Yeah yeah, yeah. I crystals
1: love, are good too. I, like I love.
0: I love the sound. Also, by the way,
1: it's it's very grease, baby. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and and it's just super catchy. And there's um, just something about uh, Ronnie Spector's voice that's like just so cool. Like it's just so, you know, like there's something about it that's so distinguishable and it's just so laid back and like melodic. Um, it's just it's great. Um, and, and this oh, is this
0: is kind of also where we 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 see kind of what what comes next, what what women had to kind of break out of of these overmanaged and overproduced groups where they had very little control over what they did, but were still able to just through their sheer talent come up with something that is unique and forever like enduring you know like this sound is so quintessential americana right here like this to me is it just transports me to a small town usa diner uh, you know, I maybe it's because it's been used so much in films in, in that particular shot, but uh, it's just such, it's so of its era that you can't separate it from its era. Uh, yeah. It, yeah, and th- that probably has more to do with pop culture and, and the way that this is, the movies I grew up on, on that era, always, you know, they had Be My Baby or, you know, the song and stuff on it right there where it, it becomes... This quintessential American sound—that it's just amazing and un—like, unre- well, I won't say unreproducible. I won't say unreproducible, Jay. Yeah, as, oh, we, know, as we move into I... our next, as we move into our next Perfect uh, our segue. next hit here. We get a little play here. So uh, this one, I can't take credit for uh, 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 f- finding this band uh, or, you know, promoting this band. Uh, this was a, a J find. J, this is the, uh, oh, actually, this is called, the album here is The Fabulous Coretts.
1: <laughs> it is
0: on the, I didn't realize that off the album. It's called, it's The Coretts and uh, and it's The <laughs> Fabulous Coretts. And, um, oh, is that, that was mine. Oh,
1: okay. that was no that <laughs>
0: <laughs> and this is once you like a cigarette. Now, Jay introduced me. I think he just, I think you just sent me this, this, these guys, um, uh, cause they had a new album out recently, uh, with a, a oh. single on it called, uh, uh, hot the twig, which is a great song too. Um, but I, he sent me that song And I and I listened to him like This is fucking great man yeah. And then it's great man And I said uh, So I started looking at their other stuff And one of the things I found Like two clicks down Was this song I want you like a cigarette And like I already established I love a good smoking song And uh, I, I heard this song And I was like Oh my god It's just like You know uh, The Ronettes The Shangri-Las But with a more, even more of a garage band twist on it, and uh these guys aren't even from America. Uh, as I said, can the sound be reproduced? And it absolutely can because they're from Denmark. Jay, is that correct?
1: I thought I thought they were Italian, but I could be wrong. Oh, maybe they're
0: Italiano. Let me look that up as you tell me where how you discovered them.
1: Honestly, I I don't even remember how I discovered them. They. Um one of the labels they work with may have sent us some of their stuff to review uh in my old podcast and blog but yeah they have uh,
0: Danish the- and Brazilian, the- Brazilian before everything Oh
1: really? Yeah. Wow. Okay, that makes more sense I guess. But um yeah they they uh they just popped up on my radar and they have just such a, such a cool Again, retro sound, uh, like kind of like uh, a Phil Spector full production behind their records, and but they, I mean it doesn't sound like a total, you know, throwback. I mean they have their own style. It, it does sound modern. Yeah, it does. It's got
0: uh, that 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 White Stripes kind of feel to it as well, mixed in there. You know, from that like that early two thousand. Sound that was so popular with that Garage Band stuff coming out, yeah. but it's yeah. it's definitely got its roots in the stuff that we were just talking about.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's just they're great, great, great band. Yeah, and
0: I I, 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 you know, I've been I've sent that song out and and a couple of their songs out to at least a dozen people, which I don't usually do. I, do, I, I I'm like I'm always like <laughs> I'm like oh, I think my tastes are a, a little bit sp- specific and. I don't know a lot of people in, in my circles that would like that, but I'm like, I don't. If you don't like the song, then delete me from we your phone. We can't be friends anymore. Delete <laughs> me from your phone, man. Like I'm like, and uh, yeah, it's it's and this one too uh, of their songs. This one is uh, I feel like one of the harder ones not to like. Uh, Hop the twig is it's very uh, kind of grindhousey, and some people just don't like that. Mm-hmm. But this one, I'm like, come on now, don't be an asshole. All right. Yeah. So I'm glad. We Plus got-
1: they have really cool, they have really cool videos on YouTube. Yeah,
0: they do. They do. It's, 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 it's a very stylized um, kind of B movie videos and really great colors and uh, very pop bonsai, very, very pop bonsai aesthetic. Um, yeah. So I'm glad we got to pay homage to that kind of sound that came before the era that we were kind of focusing on a lot of, which was the seventies and eighties. Uh, in our previous uh, episodes of Ladies of Rock. So good on us, Jay. All right. Going to play your next one here.
1: Okay. Okay. So... Hopefully, I let play. Yeah, yeah, I always yeah, say, okay. that. I always yeah, say yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, no. When you talk, I just move. <laughs> right. um, so this one's called. This song is called "Hunger for a Way Out." It's by a band called Sweeping Promises, who I just found out a few days ago are playing in Phoenix in October. <laughs> you just see Jay's face. I haven't. He's so excited. I haven't been that excited for a show in a long time. Um, this band. So, okay, so like Travis was saying sometimes when I find bands, especially when they have like a, a retro feel, I feel like Travis will get it more than a lot of other mm-hmm. people. Um, so I send them stuff that like this, like uh, the corettes and uh, I sent you this, but I didn't hear as much back from <laughs> <laughs> Maybe <laughs> like I didn't, Maybe song. I didn't get a
0: chance to digest it. Cause I don't oh, remember maybe. hearing it to, the, to this one. Yeah. 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 Yes. Also, Jay, you, uh, you can't send me a whole album like as one whole album, YouTube link. Now you gotta get me a little taste. Give me a little taste. Can, a little okay, taste okay. And then let oh, me explore, no, no. Jay. All right. Give me I'll, give me the room to explore. I'll dangle a little carrot. <laughs> yeah. then you can <laughs> You get one shot, you get one song.
1: <laughs> <laughs> when someone says okay. me a whole
0: album, I'm like, fuck you, you listen to this. <laughs> I know. You expect me to weed through this crap? <laughs> I don't have a desk job. Singles, baby. Singles. <laughs> yeah. Give me the hits. Yeah, just I, the hits. I need to know. I, exactly. I'm, I'm like Phil Spector here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, this was by a, a band called Sweeping Promises out of Boston. And holy crap. Talk about the the production adding to just the whole uh Air of this band. I mean, if if somebody were to play this, I would think, oh, this must be from '79. This they, these guys probably opened up for Joy Division, right? Or you know, Susie the Banshees. Or I, I bet you they played Seabees with Television.
0: Well, it's earlier yeah. in our playlist because it, it felt like it it mixed more with that earlier sound. Yeah. Uh
1: huh. And th- I mean, the the whole album is fantastic, and this song. Uh, I think somebody on my Facebook. Put this on there, or something I'm like, oh, that's weird i will listen to that, and I was blown away, blown away
0: Well, um, in this song in particular that what is that what is that from what is I mean not not the the riff but like that sound it feels uh not not Beck, but it feels mid nineties. Uh, and it's this really great layer this song has some really great layering in it i don't know how many people are in this band but it feels like there's a lot of hands playing a lot of instruments or hitting
1: a lot of buttons going on in this band it must be the production because i think as far as i know there's two main people in it okay it's a a, a guy and girl like like the corettes but i don't know i mean I'm, i'm sure they Tracked it and they layered it, the production to perfection. And
0: and Jay is also promoting this whole album. Oh, lost him there. As a whole. Yes. All right, let's keep things moving here.
1: I met her in.
0: skip a little bit all right so that of course is the raincoats and their cover of lola um okay now this fits real right into my groove fun music played really badly (laughs) (laughs) no I, i you know the raincoats I I wouldn't say that I I know the raincoats deep catalog. In fact, some of their stuff can be a bit hard to listen to. Uh, They do get a little bit out there, uh, especially the stuff that I listened to that they were, they were doing in the nineties. That's when I discovered the raincoats. uh, And uh, that was uh, much more experimental than this. Uh, Of course, I I don't know the kinks, right? Lola. Uh, yeah. Uh,
1: And that's why it's so hard because this is, one of my favorite Kinks songs.
0: Yeah. No, uh, the Kinks, the Kinks, uh, uh, you know, uh, I've been trying to get Jay to listen to this podcast called, uh, I will put another podcast called Your Favorite Band Sucks. Uh, and I
1: do have it queued. I do I have, have it queued. So yeah.
0: uh, I think their first two episodes are I'm not sure the order of them, but one is uh, the Rolling Stones suck and one is the Beatles suck, right? <laughs> and I can't remember. I think it was, oh, I think it was maybe the Rolling Stones one where they're talking about the Rolling Stones and Beatles like sucking. And I, they use hyperbole on that, obviously. They're, yeah.
1: yeah, but I mean, the Stones are, because you have like, and I've heard this before. I didn't come up with this, but it's true. You have like these really inventive melodies and you've got the, the the of the Beatles, and you've got the cynicism of the Stones, kind of like mixed into one. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, like Ray Davies' lyrics and stuff are just they're they're everything. It, yeah, it, it, it's like they're so pop, yet they're they're a little dark and cynical. Yeah, you know.
0: Oh, and they have they have just like, just like both those bands, Rolling Stones and Beatles. They have both. They have the poppy songs and then they have like the really dark like i'm on acid songs Uh, and i i think i think that if people if you had a blind taste test if it was possible to do a blind taste test with all three of those bands that people might like the oh god we should do that with young kids we should blind taste test the stones the beatles and the kinks And just play, like, three tracks from each, you know, comparable sound songs, and see which ones the kids respond to the most.
1: That's really interesting. You have more access to more youngsters. I know. I know.
0: I know. (laughs) That sounds weird. That That sounds so weird. Yes, I have so many
1: youngsters. (laughs) I can get my hands on so many youngsters. Listen, put these over your ears. Close your eyes. This is a blind. This is a blind taste test. <laughs> Whatever you do, don't open your eyes. <laughs> These are my kinks. <laughs> <laughs> we should do that, dude. I, I want to do that. I want to do that at, at least. Well, I don't know if you can. Like, leave I've got it, a niece. And sure I got a seven-year-old nephew. Okay, Saving the summer. Yeah. Yeah, I want to do this.
0: Yeah, I might that start out. I'm. A, I'm gonna I'm I'm do a sample one this week where I'm gonna pick. You can help me out We're going to pick A Stones A Beatles song And a Kinks song That are all in the same vein And I'm going to make him Listen to all three And I'm going to have him Rank them
1: Yeah Let's do it I can do my 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 13 year old son (laughs) <laughs> I, or, I have a nine year old
0: daughter. I don't too. like them, any of them, Dad. Anyways, I don't want to. The smoke. Kinks are a male band, not fit for this this conversation. I picked this song because I think this song, it reminded <laughs> me of when I thought, when I hear this cover where it's kind of like really stripped down, and it made me think of um, Patti Smith's Gloria. Of, of course, yeah. her version of Gloria, she really makes her own by just basically using the hook and, and doing poetry over it. But it really reminded me of that experimentalness that some of these ladies were doing with well-known sounds taking a well-known sound taking a well-known hook and then uh uh, deconstructing it uh uh, to have life again and i thought that i think that this fits in really well i think it's pre-grunge uh oh yeah i think it's i think this easily could have fit into seattle sound in 1994 um oh yeah no no right in there
1: right in the rock stars
0: so. Yeah, so I think that I think that's uh, for me. That that's why this one made my list. And I I've enjoyed listening to it. Uh, it does kind of you know wet your appetite for the Kinks, but I think it's it stands on its own as kind of a fun song and um, a, a cool group. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's go to the next one. Oh, so I should say this. I didn't realize I messed up on the. This was a hard one. This was a hard one to create. We take turns, Jay and mm-hmm. I, where we, where we put the order of the set list uh, and sometimes the set list order is like it's l- kind of locked in pretty much uh, and other times <laughs> it's not and I just realized now that I made a mistake because I put two of mine back to back so you're going to listen to two of mine back to
1: back. We have two of them two next. Yep. Think should be and not so it's heard, all good. <laughs> but I think i oh,
0: skip ahead a little bit just so we can hear the vocals I'm
1: H, I'm H, I'm the I be, yes.
0: all right so that of course was oh bondage up yours by the x-ray specs now i know if i didn't put this on there i'm sure i'm, I'm guessing jay maybe would have put this on, on there was this were you was this in the running for you as well oh yeah yeah definitely i mean i, I don't think you could talk about Female punk rock without mentioning the x ray specs. Oh, her name is escaping me right now. Do you know Jay? Poly-
1: polystyrene? Yeah,
0: yes. Polystyrene. Um, and uh, in particular, this song, when we look at. We're going to bring up that term feminism again. The lyrics to Oh Bondage, Up Yours are fucking great. It's a great political song. Oh, yeah. It's so great. Just you know
1: how
0: she's it's not what she's saying but it's how she's saying it. like there is no better genre of vehicle for this song than punk rock because the way she's singing this song is so contrary to the message of the song in general where it's like you know you're you're, you're uh Tie me, beat me, chain me to a wall. I want it, but I. But there's a sense of you don't, you know, of of what's happening to young women and and how they're being forced into these bondage roles and how they're being held down and suppressed. Uh, but she's seeing she's like taking it all on her, and you. And this is like an anthem for her. It's that classic, like, oh, this is this is how you're gonna treat me. All right, I'm gonna hyperbolize that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's almost like like I'm gonna double down on it. Together. Yeah, it, yeah, no,
0: triple down on this one. I mean, it's <laughs> it's so edgy for its time, lyrics wise. Now you have bands oh, like like Peaches that sing about like "fuck the pain away, fuck the pain away," or you know, um, uh, even like Courtney, what Courtney Love was doing in the '90s, you know, sing, you know, uh, just blatantly sing ab- ab- about you know, these really hard to hear female issues like rape and, and, and things like that. Uh, and she's, they're doing it in the 1970s for goodness sakes, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, I, the, just the whole opening lyric, you know, of, you know, little girls should be, some people li- think that little girls should be little, seen yeah. and not heard, not but I
0: say, <laughs> oh,
1: bye. Yeah, yeah, that that sums it up right there. Yeah.
0: All right, Jay, you get two in a row here.
1: So this song is by a, a San Francisco band... Um, late seventies, called the Avengers, and the song is called "Teenage Rebel." And I picked this song for a couple reasons. Um, I think it's it's one of the coolest punk songs of that era. I think actually, you know what? I'm going to say it's one of the coolest punk songs ever. Oh. I if I would if I were to play if I were to pick ten songs that, in my opinion, like like summarized. Real punk. And I'm not talking about, you know, a lot of that stupid subgenre. I'm just talking about like real seventies punk. This would probably be on there. This oh. would probably make endless. Um, so yeah, the Avengers were a band, uh, singers name uh Penelope Houston, and these guys actually opened up for uh the Sex Pistols when they played uh, Winterland in San Francisco with the the infamous you know breakup the Chuck, concert, yeah. the infamous uh See, I can't do a British accent. You ever feel like you're being cheated? Yeah. You know? <laughs> I just... um... <laughs> yeah, I feel yeah, like I'm being cheated. That's like a chimney sweep. <laughs> yeah, like Dick Van Dyke. Like... Yeah, I feel
0: like i Like I'm a Pirates of the Caribbean character.
1: <laughs> it's the Black Pearl, ain't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's... Um... Great band, great song. Um, this was on a, a single. I got it on a seven inch single. Man, it just—it smokes.
0: I might have to turn um, in my punk rock card because this is—I don't know—I I, I must have missed the Avengers. Uh, but
1: they only released what, like one LP, I believe. What this, uh, this LP and a, and a live thing, I think.
0: This song, as I've been listening to the playlist the last couple of weeks, is one that I've come back to a bunch. Just because it it was a new so- a song to me, and it was right right in my sweet spot as far as as you said, just it just feels like punk rock one hundred and one, you know, not 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 in a bad way, not like they're mimicking it, but just like they're oh, just no, like just setting just trailblazing it, just that just everything blends together in that fuzzy distorted kind of way, Hammer. And, yeah, <laughs> yep, yeah, all right awesome. Let's go to the next one here okay this one will be familiar
1: so this song is i'm sure everybody has heard this song before it plays on every grocery store uh, insurance agent's office. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, doctor's office. <laughs> um, but... Any place any is... place,
0: someone's about to get screwed out of a bunch of money.
1: Yeah, yeah. DMV, whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so this is the, the Pretenders, Don't Get Me Wrong. And uh, I like the Pretenders a lot. And again, this this song was uh, plastered over MTV when I was growing up. And there's just something about this song that always puts me in a good mood and it's just it's very it's hollow so... it's very
0: hollow notes to pretend yeah it, you know? yeah, 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 I guess, yeah
1: yeah it's very melodic and just the lyrics um it's basically about um how much she she loves this person but don't get she so don't get me wrong if she doesn't always show it like she's not always good at showing affection um and just the song kind of goes on and on about how you know if, if don't mistake in her the way she is by, you know, the amount of love she gives to people, which is, I don't know, it's kind of a cool concept, I we,
0: think. It's certainly one of the more popular uh, sounds on our, our playlist, but just, ed- just edgy enough that, you know, it gets that rock category to it. Kind of like the Go-Go's, you know, uh, mm-hmm. what the Go-Go's began. I don't know much about The Pretender's early career or how they formed or anything like that, other than just, like you said, The Pretender's show up on a lot of... Uh, uh you know commercials and things right now because their sound is so digestible
1: she um was she's american and then she moved to london and she was part of that whole punk scene in london in the 70s and she formed the pretenders with a bunch of british dudes and they they kind of formed in in that storm and she just kind of passed all them obviously as as a musician as a performer as a you know songwriter and and the pretenders became huge where you know
0: others didn't yeah (laughs) all right let's get into the next one here All right, so I had to skip around a little bit there so you could hear. That was, of course, uh, the Plasmatics, uh, and that is uh, Wendio, the lead singer on there, uh, just kind of rocking away on there. I feel like this is probably uh, 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 more like, I can see Jay listening to Plasmatics a lot. In, in, in the eighties. Uh, I feel like it's, that's, <laughs> uh, I've sang sweet spot a lot tonight. Sweet spot, um, <laughs> between like his love of like eighties metal bands and punk rock, uh, comes, yeah, they were right. There. Comes Wendy. O. uh, and I think this, you know, I, I think she comes up from that same vein as Susie Quattro but splits off differently than Joan Jett. You know, That that's where that, that splits off. You can hear the the, the remnants of, of Susie Quattro in her sound with that hard rock sound, but just following more that metal edge than the punk rock edge on there. You have the growls. You have the big bombastic sound. You have the more fuller sound in there, the more produced sound, especially on this album in particular. Um... Uh, uh, on that and of course you can't talk about wendio without talking about the 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 antics in the pageantry behind there um you want to talk about this reminds me of the, the fabulous stains on steroids uh, as far as <laughs> you know there are scenes in that movie that we watch where she comes out and she's got her head shaved and then of course the skunks that we talked about where they're all skunks uh wendio uh, of course i mean she looks like a character out of Mad Max or like tank girl or something like that. Oh, actually, yeah. I think cool I bet, I bet Jamie, I bet Jamie Hewlett actually probably was cripping from Wendy O in a lot of tank girls, uh, aesthetics. Yeah. Um, on there. So I really love just like how balls out Judas priest it, it is, but with a female singer, a female front, uh, fronting the band.
1: Yeah, um, it's yeah. You compared her to to Joan Jett and, and Susie Quattro. Yeah, totally. And I think the the biggest difference is is like like visual. Mm-hmm. Like she was just extreme to you know just on stage antics and like you said her outfits and you know like grinding metal and yeah, stuff. If, you know, if you haven't
0: seen if you haven't listened to Plasmatics or or seen pictures of, of Wendy I'll Google that. Do yourself a treat. Yeah, yeah. You, wanna, you, wanna, yeah. you, you want your dick awesome. to, you want your dick to be scared, <laughs> <laughs> but titillate at the same time. I don't know. I feel <laughs> I, I, weird things happen. As a kid, I'm like, what is this? It's like a heavy metal magazine. Like the covers of those things is what you would be dressed as there. All right, let's go to the next one. Ooh, great one, great choice. I was gonna, this was okay. Here we go. One second. There we are.
1: Go ahead. Okay, what's that?
0: Go ahead, hit him up, Jeff. Uh,
1: I was gonna say so. For anybody that doesn't know uh, who the Muffs are, uh, like like Travis said, do yourself a favor. (laughs) Google. Google, Oh yeah, Google Google Muff Google Muff. (laughs) Um. Yeah, so this is a song called New Love by the Muffs and this was on uh one of their 7-inches came out in 1991 uh, on a label called Sympathy for the Record Industry that I yeah, still Google, remember. Google Muff 7-inch.
0: See what see what see, <laughs> uh, see, what, the, see what the inter- internet does.
1: <laughs> I still remember buying this the this 7-inch at Stinkweeds uh back when it was set in Tempe. I remember Stinkweeds in Tempe. I used to go there when I was mm-hmm. in college. And yeah and, and i think i had already heard them i um but i bought this long long ago uh, not necessarily it was new a few years after but just this is still like one of my favorite songs and i uh i'm gonna i'm gonna say that i that that kim shattuck is uh one of my favorite uh, uh front pe- front people of of any band whatever genre um, she was just awesome, and uh, sadly, she passed away in, in a couple of years ago in 2019. But did you oh see gosh, them live? Man. hmm, I times. did, yeah. Uh, no, I actually just saw them once at Boston's with the queers and this other band called Cub. Um, but they were great live and they make great records. And I mean, I don't even know if I want to call them pop punk. I, but they're just a really poppy rock band. Some of it, some of the early stuff is definitely more punk than, mm-hmm. than later stuff. But yeah, just awesome, great band. Yeah,
0: great choice. The most have to be on a ladies or at least a pop bonsai ladies of rock uh, yeah. set list for sure. <laughs> All right, let's go to the next one. All right, of course, we went from Wendy-O to Karen-O because that was the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs, Date with the Night. Uh, I, I I picked this song. Uh, I don't know if it's my favorite Yeah, Yeahs song or even my favorite uh, Karen-O song. Uh, I think some of her solo stuff might even be better than some of the stuff she does with the Yeah, yeah, yeah Yeahs. Uh, but, really? Uh, I... Think that this song is really representative. It's such a cool song. Like I can't help but picture what, like you know, you're walking into a bar. Everything's moving fast. You know, you got your leather jacket on. Leather, 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 leather on, 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 on. on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I just think she's. You, you're talking about you know your favorite uh, f- frontman or, or or female uh artists and I think Karen O is probably for me one of the most creative uh artists out there working today with her versatility. I mean Thank this you, I dude. mean when you think about it, it sounds like cats fighting outside your window. Like her, <laughs> but not in like a bad way. <laughs> like in a like a rock and roll kind of way. It's like if those cats <laughs> And
1: I'm
0: like, oh man. Those cats are in heat, you know? Uh, and Those
1: cats got <laughs> Someone-
0: <laughs> <Those> crew. Cats- <laughs> Phil Spector, give-, give those cats a label. <laughs> Get them in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> Get those cats. Hey, those are some cool cats, uh, Daddy-O. <laughs> hey, that's some cool cats, Karen-O. Um, <laughs> yeah, and so, I mean, yeah, yeah, I don't think we're breaking new ground here, but I think uh, I, would, I would be sad if I, we didn't include... Uh, Uh, Karen O on our Ladies of Rock because I think she's taking everything that is out there and I don't think she's even in her prime yet I think that Mm. I think that I think we're going to see some really cool stuff from her I think she probably might continue I could see her doing like T-Bone Burnett does you know, where just creating like original scores and and music, or like a Trent Reznor for some like really cool atmospheric stuff. I think she's really atmospheric. You know, and I'm maybe I'm giving her too much credit, and I don't want to downplay the rest of the AAAS, But from what I've seen her do on her own, it makes
1: sense. I think I think Spike Jones directed that, and I think she was with. Okay, him.
0: yeah, that, yeah, then okay, good. Phew, all right. That makes ah, sense. All
1: right. <laughs> <laughs> no notes here. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So let me, uh, let me go. Well, through. dude, I'd I, I have to agree with you about Karen O, man. I think the Yeah Yeah Yeahs are one of the most underrated bands out there. And she has such great ferocity and such great style. and And she seems pretty original to me. Um, and so I totally agree with you, dude. I, I love this band. Yeah, we saw
0: like when Maps came out, like they they had like their they had people were talking about them. But you're right, people just kind of sleeping on them. They'll have their day. All right, this next band gets it.
1: So this is a song called "Pedestrian at Best" by Courtney Barnett, who is a uh, an Australian singer-songwriter, and uh, I just happened to, uh, because sometimes when I used to uh, do uh, my blog long ago, uh, I would just get so buried with like underground, like punk and indie rock, and and it's got like. The whole thing has uh, uh, kind of a similar sound and feeling to it. And sometimes I'd be like, gosh, I'm so buried in this world. I, I kind of want to see the, the sky a little bit, you know. And, and so I just go on like on year end, like Rolling Stone or Pitchfork or whatever. Um, I I'd just see what their top 10 lists of, of the year was. And, and this was on a bunch of them her album called uh, sometimes I sit and think sometimes I just sit. And, um, it, I heard this song and it, for some reason it reminded me of like Beck. I know we talked about Beck earlier, but it, it reminded me of Beck where it's just like, it's got like this really cool swagger to it. It
0: throws away the lyrics. It, it, there's it reminds me of something even more than Beck, but I can't quite put it on there. I love you. I hate you. Um, i want to expect to um i, I keep going because I, I, I'll, I'll think of it oh
1: yeah that's all yeah <laughs> oh,
0: god it's that it, it is it feels very like mid again mid 90s yeah um, yeah it came out 2015
1: though but not yeah, it not
0: sonic youth but um oh gosh what's that um Oh, that I was thinking of popular, but that it doesn't sound like that. So I'm off. I'm popular. You're getting close. Yeah, yeah, You're yeah. Close. Yeah, but yeah. it's it's you know it's that era of like I'm popular. I think in that one he's like he, he goes into like talking about like the head of the class, the gym teacher, the cheerleader, and this does this and does that. But i it also has the. Um, uh, I'm. This is the problem for me. I'm a much better daytime podcaster, Jay, now I'm in the States doing like 10 o'clock podcast with you. Anyways, all right, let's go ahead and get into the next one here. All right, and that is Raise Hell uh, by a band called Dorothy, and I'm looking at up right now because I have completely spaced on the lead singer's name. Uh, yeah, and I want to give her credit. <clears throat> uh, oh, of course. <laughs> Idiot. Uh, Dorothy Martin. Uh, Is the vocalist for for this band? Uh, It's you know it's I think it has a very modern LA sound, sound to it, and of course they are from Los Angeles. This is an interesting one. I put this one on here because this is kind of like, hmm, maybe a band to watch. Uh, now I, 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 do, I think this song rocks and they have a couple of songs on this album that I think are really kind of kick-ass. They're, they're, they're super produced. I feel like the sound is a little bit, a little bit more polished up. Uh, but at the same time, it's got that attitude, um, if you look at images of the band or watch the band perform live, uh, Dorothy Martin is very much in the same vein, uh, a little bit more glammed out, a little bit more cosmopolitan than say a, a, a Wendy O uh, or even uh, a Susie Quattro. But like you know, when you see Susie Quattro dressing in her cat suits and just hitting these heavy rock riffs uh, and that that rock sound behind them. I thought it was oh, you know what? People are still. Going back and looking at it, I feel like Dorothy is this album came out a couple of years ago or re- recently. And it's easy to draw a direct through line through all the bands we've talked about to what Dorothy is doing uh, in this song in particular.
1: She looks a lot like Megan Fox in some
0: pictures. She does. Yeah. Like, I, I don't think that was, so. I mean, she's gorgeous, but I don't think that's helping her. Cause I think it makes her, I think it, if i was if i was a manager but yeah it's one of those more modern uh bands and just goes to show you that i mean the roots of rock run deep especially when it comes to these uh female front ladies who are you know they had to battle up from not writing their own songs to having their songs stolen like Mama uh, Thornton and, and remade and recommodified commodified to uh, those docs that we watched where they were splitting bands apart or they weren't giving bands credit or, you know, with the advent of MTV, what that did, what you had to have with an image and uh, politics yeah. is what we saw in like Bikini Kill. Um, so, we, we if you listen to the playlist, I'm not going to play through the last songs so that we talked about all these songs and artists before, but we rounded yeah. off our playlist with some selections from our previous viewing. So uh, for Susie Quattro, I called an audible and I, I did uh, uh, Force Jay's Hand and we did put the wild one on there by <laughs> Susie Quattro. Uh, for Joan Jett, uh, we put I Love Rock and Roll. Um, for the Go-Go's, we put Can't Stop the World, for Bikini Kill, we picked Rebel Girl, and we are ending where we began with Patti Smith and Gloria. What do you think? What do we take away from this, Jay? Female lady rockers, rock, rock and roll, kick ass?
1: Okay, yeah. I, I think this is what my takeaway was. So many of these bands are so great yet so unrecognized and underrated. I mean, I think the Avengers should be you know mentioned right there with other, you know, like like bands from that like the Screamers or uh, the germs or or the weirdos, you know, like all the like the seminal California punk in the seventies, and same thing with the yeah yeah yeahs yeah yeah should be right there with the Hives and the White Stripes and the Strokes. Plasmatics should be up there with Judas Priest. Yeah, yeah, the muff should be with all that other stuff with Green Day. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, for Judas sure, be better of Green Day. Yeah, you know, um. So yeah, if, if there's one thing I think a lot of female fronted rock. Uh, just for some reason, like you said, whether it's politics, chauvinism... Well, women, I
0: also think, too, that I, as I started off in our kind of cold open, I was talking about, like, me as a young boy, you know, like, not having the imagination to see myself in the music of someone who's from a different gender singing it. Um, And as we said, we can unpack that on a later date, Jay. We can get in there deep. But, <laughs> I mean... I don't think that's super unique. I think that's changing yeah. as as generations are changing and and just genders just becoming just like this really fluid concept and it's just about your talent, which it should be. Um but the people who are writing the articles about rock and roll, the people who are putting the magazines and creating the list, they're still of a generation where, you know, they maybe didn't allow themselves to see the their situation in the situation of the songs that these women were singing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Even when like, you know, the raincoats don't even change the pronouns in Lola.
1: <laughs> I noticed that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, yep. Well, we hope you guys enjoyed a uh, walk down a uh, rock and roll history lane with us. It, it was really fun. It was it was really fun digging into. We you know we always love to do the the playlist episodes. We talk specifically about music, but for this whole set, the rock and roll ladies of rock set, we got to talk about music the whole time. So it was really awesome just exploring that. Man, I think my favorite was those rock docs. Those were just so cool watching those back to back, like one after mm-hmm. the other. I think I watched all four of those in like three days, and it was so crazy to see the connections. It was I mean, I think if you if you're just listening, if you only listen to the playlist episodes, which is fine, uh, I'm going to give you a homework assignment. Go watch those rock docs cuz obviously you, you love music and you're going to be able to see so many connections through there. Yeah. Good so and
1: bad <laughs> Yeah,
0: so that takes us to uh the end of this set and the beginning of our next set, which we mildly talked about, I think we've, we came to consensus on this. I'm gonna say a word and you just, you get, you shake it off if it's not the one. We're gonna do beach next. Like summer, like beach? Do, yeah, beach. summer beach. Okay, summer beach. beach, Water. Beach. Yeah, yeah. So we're gonna, like, uh, cause we're gonna have, every, like, I'm sure, I'm sure there'll be, I don't wanna make it, I don't wanna make it just a summer playlist. I think we're f- focusing beach lifestyle, beach style. Okay. Beach style. All
1: right. Yeah. Let's do beach. I'm moving
0: style. the Guam, Jay. Where I gotta get some beach style going on.
1: Oh, that's some nice beaches in Guam. More on that in Still later Still says episode. Google. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Google, you salty bitch. All right. So we'll give you more on that. Again, remember, you can go and listen to these playlists on YouTube. Just search Pop Bonsai. And you can listen to them on Spotify. Just search Pop Bonsai. Um, and uh, you can make your own Ladies of Rock playlist and put them on YouTube and uh, 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 Spotify. And send us the link.
1: Yeah, on our that'd Facebook. Be
0: cool. Yeah, go to Facebook. Type in Pop Bonds. see you search Pop Bonds on Facebook. Just uh, direct message. Get into our DMs. Send us that playlist into our DMs. I thought DMs stood for deep messaging. Ooh. Earlier, I'm like, oh, it's some deep messaging.
1: <laughs> that's someone's a like,
0: ironic. someone, yeah, someone. That's <laughs> why I thought they were, because everyone's like, oh, they're slipping into my deep, my my DMs. I'm like, your deep messages. <laughs> No, like your, they're like your direct messages. I'm like, oh, that makes more sense. But Why <laughs> are you saying it's so dirty? All right. Well, you can slip into our DMs anytime out there, listeners. Uh, until uh, next set, I am Travis, and across from me is Jay, and we'll catch you on the next PopWay. Wave. Buzzer!